Are you new to the indie publishing world? Do you want to know if self-publishing is right for you? You've come to the right place, where you'll find tips, tricks, and the answers to the questions you've always had about writing, marketing, and self-publishing. Welcome to the Hot Mess Writer's Life. Help for the indie author with me, Lynn Howard. Hey, y'all, it's Lynn Howard. Welcome to A Hot Mess Writer's Life, Help for the Indie Author with me. I've been waiting to say this, but happy fall, y'all. If you guys hear my chair squeaking in the background, I apologize. So we are going to talk about whether or not self-publishing is right for you, because frankly, there are pros and cons. And yes, you hear my list rattling in the background. So I am an indie author. I have been traditionally published in the past. I am a control freak. I've said it a thousand times in my YouTube videos, but I don't like handing over control of my work. I don't like handing over control of my paperback covers, the hardback covers, the formatting. I've had, you know, a traditional publisher once asked me to take out the contractions of an urban fantasy. Give me a break. That's not going to happen. We don't talk like that. So I chose to go indie publishing. So I'm going to give you some pros and cons and let you decide for yourself. But I mean, this channel is for indie publishers and indie authors. So obviously, if you've come here, you're either thinking about it or you're already on that path. So my first, second, and third pro is control. You have control over what you're writing, what genre writing, if you want to cross over in genres, because it happens. It happens. I, one of my urban fantasies under a different pen name, which I will not mention, was urban fantasy with a romantic element. So sometimes I would kind of jump genres and call it paranormal romance and urban fantasy. You can do that as an indie author. A lot of traditional publishers want you to stick with one. They want you to write to market. I'm a firm believer in writing what's in your heart and writing your passion. It comes through. Um, I'm going to use Fifty Shades of Grey. I did not like Fifty Shades of Grey, although the movies were okay. But the reason it was so successful is as she was writing it, she was so excited about the story. She was getting herself turned on writing the story, and that came through on the pages. Therefore, people who read it were excited and got turned on by what they were reading. If you are forcing yourself to write in a genre that is not what you enjoy, it's going to come through as forced. You don't want someone to have to log through every single page trying to get to the plot. If you're bored writing it, your readers will be bored reading it, period. As an indie publisher, as an indie author, you have control over what you're writing. You have control over the genre, over the subject, over the topic, over your characters. You also have control over whether or not you're going to go Kindle Unlimited and just strictly stick with Amazon, or if you want to go wide. When you go traditional, they choose that. They choose whether you're going to go one or the other, which by the way, they always go wide. They always go wide. You can control the price. I tend to put my books out for 99 cents. My books are usually around 55,000 to 70,000-ish words. Um, and I can generally write quickly depending on whether or not my head's bothering me. For those who don't know, I have vestibular migraines and I get Botox shots. So if I'm not on my shots or I'm at the end of a rotation, I tend to suffer a lot of migraines and I have the symptoms 24-7. On those days, obviously I'm going to write slower. On the days I feel good, I write quickly. There, I've been known to put out a book a month. My editor and I figured out, she's also my PA, figured out that I put out 17 books in two years. 17 books in two years. That was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. If you're with the traditional publisher, 
they don't want you to turn them around that fast. Generally, it's one or two books a year is what they aim for. You can control the speed in which you write. You can control what's on your cover. Oh, I hated the cover under actually two of the publishers. I hated them, hated them. I didn't feel they were representative of the story itself. I can control that. I do my own covers because I am pretty good at Photoshop and things like that, but you still have full control, whether you hire someone or you do it yourself. It's pretty much that simple. Uh, Another pro is you get to avoid the gatekeepers. Your book's not going to end up in a slush pile and sit and wait and pray that someone picks it up and looks at it. You don't have to sit and wait three, six, nine months for someone to come back and tell you no, you know, or yes, either one, or, you know, they want a partial, they want a full, and then no, after all that waiting and all that, you know, anxiety, you get to publish when you want to publish. Now, I will say this before I move on to the next one, please put out your best work. Please, please, please put out your best work. Make sure it's something that you would pick up and read yourself. Make sure you've had an editor and you've had several sets of eyes go over it to pick up anything that you might have missed. Another pro is the timeline. I said that in the control issue. You can write as fast or as slow as you want. You don't have a deadline. The deadline is what you put on yourself. And I do actually recommend putting a deadline on yourself. Um, It gives you something to work for, but you're not going to get penalized if you don't hit that deadline. It's just your own personal deal there, right? Right. But you can do it as fast as you want. You can put out 17 books in two years, or you can put out two books in 17 years. It's your choice how quickly you turn things around. A really big pro in my eyes, it's a higher royalty. Because you're not getting 40% of the royalty. You're getting, depending on how high you you price your book. If you're due, I think it's under $2.99, it's 35% through Amazon. I don't really know the other ones because I am KU. But if you do $2.99 and up, you get 70% of your royalties. If you are with an agent or a publisher, you're not getting that. You're lucky if you get 40%. If you're one of those, you know, extremely lucky authors who might get an advance, which sounds great that you're getting an advance on your books, you get nothing else until your books have paid off that advance. Let's say it's a $50,000 advance. Let's all dream. We can dream. Can you live on that for two or three years? Because if you don't work up to that and sell that, you're not going to get that back. Whereas if you're indie publishing, you're getting paid. Amazon is quarterly. Um... Smashwords, I want to say it's every other month or something like that. It's like one month behind, but you get paid every single month from Smashwords. Once you've hit that quarter on Amazon, obviously you're going to get a check every month too, but it's it's like two or three months behind. I'm trying to think in my head without actually looking at all the paper. Probably should have written all that down, huh? But you will get a higher royalty. And if you choose to do KU, which I personally am in, I'm not saying you should. I think that that is something you need to research yourself. But because I'm in Kindle Unlimited, I do get paid for pages read. So it's a half a cent a page is approximately what it works out to. But I've made an actual income from pages read. When book sales are down, people are still, you know, they're paying that $10 a month for their, their Kindle Unlimited subscription. So they're going to still read books because they're paying it, right? Well, as each person's reading your book, you're getting paid for it. I get that money. Not a publisher, not an agent. Another huge pro, and the last pro I have on this list, you own all the rights to your work. 
So there is no, I don't want to be with this publisher anymore, but she has the rights to my story, you know, or he or they, whichever it is. You literally own the rights to everything you do. That is your work. You're not signing it over to anyone because it is your work. Even when you put it on Amazon or if you use Smashwords, Ingram Spark, Draft Digital, you know, whichever one, which we'll do a we'll do a podcast on all those options on a, on a later date. But it's your work. You can choose to take it down anytime you want without any repercussions. When you are with a publisher, when you go traditional publishing, they own the rights for X amount of time. You know, you're signing a contract for a year or two years or whatever it is. I think mine, my last one was, I believe it was two years, I believe. And I had to wait for that time to go up and write a request for the rights to my story back that I wrote, that I spent all that time on, you know, all the blood, sweat, and tears, I had to request my story be returned to me. When you're indie, it's yours. Everything is yours. Everything you do is yours. No one has a say in what you do with your career. Now, having said those, there are cons to being an indie publisher. You're in control of everything. I put that in the pro, right? I said, you're in control of everything. But here's the thing. They say people have an abundance of one of two things. You either have an abundance of time and not much money, or you have an abundance of money and not much time. Either way, you are going to be the one putting the work in, whether you're putting the money out to hire someone to do the formatting or the cover, or you're spending the time to do it yourself. You are in control of it. And it is very time consuming and it can cost a lot of money depending on your skill sets. Um, I do my own covers, but I do pay an editor. I do pay for a PA. Um, I have paid for marketing companies, Lady Amber's Reviews and PR, I think is the name of the company. Um, because, well, obviously editing, I pay for that because I'm not an editor and we don't see the mistakes in our own work. No matter how many times you read over it, you're not going to see the mistakes in your own work because you see what it's supposed to say. Or maybe you put some commas in some weird places and you didn't catch that either, but you always, 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 always have to hire an editor. But everything else I do myself. Some things, like I said, I have started putting, you know, paying for people to do these things because I'm running out of time. I have you guys. I have a YouTube channel. I will be starting a Patreon channel soon so that I can give extras to all of you. Then, of course, there's the books that I always, I'm always trying to put out new books to you guys at all times. I'm kind of getting a little busy. So I've had to, you know, pay a few people to take over some of my jobs. I've had to delegate, if you will. But if you decide to do this, you're in control of everything. So you're either going to be spending a whole lot of time or a whole lot of money. Another con, and I actually kind of brushed it over on the pros, there is still a stigma around self-publishing. Reason behind that is because there are authors, and I will tell you this now, I made this mistake early on in my self-publishing career. There are authors like myself who do not hire an editor and they do not get beta readers and they just put out, they'll, they'll, sell, they'll self-edit it. They won't get beta readers. They'll put it out and it's riddled with mistakes and cliches and grammatical errors. And it's it's a mess. And that puts the stigma around the indie publishing world. Make sure your work is as perfect as you can get it. Obviously, there's no such thing as perfect because I have picked up, you know, some of the huge top list authors and found mistakes in their work. 
we're humans. Humans are the ones editing this. But make it as perfect as you can. Make sure someone is checked for plot holes. Make sure someone is checked for pacing and, and chemistry and things like that. Because if you don't, the stigma is going to stick around. So that is a huge con for us. People still see self-publishers as... I guess wax. I, I don't know how to how to put it. Maybe quacks. Whatever. They see us as junk. Um, I actually started my own press, my own writing press. Um, I don't actually talk about it because I don't take on new clients or new authors. It's specifically for mine. So that does give me a little credibility when people go to look. But there will always be an. I think there will always be a stigma. I think there will always be a stigma. Um, it is getting better. There are people like myself. I don't even look anymore. I check the, well, I do check the sample. I always check the sample to make sure it's something, you know, the pacing is something I want. There's certain types of POVs and uh, tenses that I won't read. And that's just a personal preference. That's not something you should focus on. It's just a personal preference. But I don't even check anymore because I have found some of my favorite authors ended up being indie. And I think eventually, maybe it might change, but only if we are doing our due diligence when it comes to the quality of work that we're putting out. Another con, it can get extremely expensive if you're not able to do your own formatting in your own covers. You know, I brushed on this before with the control of everything. Um, it can cost several hundred dollars up to over a thousand dollars or more, depending on the length of your book. If you're not able to make your own covers, you're going to have to hire a graphic designer, a cover artist. If you cannot do the formatting, you're going to have to hire a formatter. And of course, there's the editing. And I have started putting money out for a PA, and I guess it'd be a VA because she's not physically here, but in a PR service. Um, it can get expensive and it can get extremely time consuming. And then my last con for you guys is a steep learning curve. You know, depending on whether you go Smashwords, Draft it Digital, um, what I have done when I've gone wide is I, I use Smashwords as my aggregator. Um, there are some sites, you know, like Barnes & Noble, for instance, that you can publish directly to them, but there are some that you do need to use an aggregator. And here's the thing, each one is gonna have different standards. Um, Smashwords has a thing they call the meat grinder. Something as simple in your book as two spaces behind a period will kick it out of the meat grinder. It will not be accepted. And you may or may not know because it may not tell you what the issue was. You know, it might just say needs modification and you have to try and figure it out. You might end up having to hire someone at that point. I have kind of figured out Smashwords to the point where it's like, I know it inside and out, but they have this extensive book that you can read through to learn everything you need to know about Smashwords. But then there is Drafted Digital, and then there is Barnes & Noble, and then there is Amazon. Every single one of these is going to have a different standard for what they want in their books, or I'm sorry, in their stores. Um, I've had a hard time trying to get my fonts embedded. I have a font specifically that I use for my books. Amazon doesn't like them. They don't like them. And I've even bought a program trying to embed in PDFs and everything else, and they don't like them. So I've had to go back to just using Times you know, New Roman. But yeah, it can be a steep, steep, steep learning curve when you're trying to learn how to do the indie publishing. And that's not even going into trying to market yourself and trying to get the reviews and everything else. Being indie can end up being extremely time consuming at times. 
It can be expensive. It's it's a lot of different things to learn. And then you got to figure out if you want to do wide and be on all outlets, or if you want to do Kindle Unlimited and just go through Kindle Select. There is a lot that goes into indie publishing, but my personal opinion is it's completely worth it. If you are like me and you are a control freak, or maybe you're balancing between two, between two genres or what have you, I believe indie publishing is the best for me. So this is one of those things, if you're maybe hopping around podcasts and you're trying to decide if it's right for you, make sure no matter what you're doing as much research as possible. You know, if you can't do your own covers, make sure you're researching, you know, the best cover designers. There's actually a site, selfpubcovers.com, I think is is the, the actual address. If you type in selfpubcovers on Google, it'll pop up, but they have pre-mades and then you, they give you the file and you just go in and you can change the title or, you know, whatever, but, or you can hire someone separately. You know, again, you can Google it, you can go on Facebook, there's all kinds of companies out there, but it's a lot of research. It's a lot of research. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time and it can be a lot of money too. So just make sure you're doing your research. Make sure you're putting your best work out there so we can get rid of the stigma. But in the end of it, this is, this is our work. We don't have to share it with anyone else. We don't have to share our royalties you know, with an agent or an editor. We don't have to wait for the gatekeepers to deem our babies, and let's face it, our books are our babies, we don't have to wait for them to deem them worthy enough to be in front of other eyes. Believe it or not, you can get in brick and mortar stores on your own. I was at Barnes & Noble recently buying a book because, I mean, face it, if we're writers, we're avid readers too. They point blank said, hey, we'd love to have your book in here because I'm a local author. You know, maybe when all this crap with the COVID is done and I'm tired of even talking about it, maybe we can go back to book signings and conventions and things like that, which we'll talk about conventions and signings in another podcast. But that's what I got for you guys today. Um, I'm still working on trying to figure out how to do interviews. And I have a few people that I want to request to be on because I think they're brilliant, including actually my editor who makes fantastic graphics for all my stuff for me. I love them so much. But yeah, if you guys want, you can check me out on YouTube too. Uh, Lynn Howard Books is what I'm under on there. I am on Instagram and TikTok as the hot mess author because yeah, if you're an indie author, trust me, you're going to find out real quick. We are hot messes. Actually, I'm thinking all authors are hot messes because we tend to live in pajamas and weird buns and eat junk. So until next time, guys, mwah, bye.